you do your roux in a microwave. This gut is beautiful and it's full of gumbo. Nick Saban puts tomatoes in his gumbo. Welcome to the Gumbo Show. Gumbo is a way of life. It is gumbo time, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back into the only show anywhere in the world that is absolutely 100% devoted to the most perfect food ever created. I'm talking, of course, about a delicious bowl of hearty, meaty, unless you're vegetarian, gumbo. That's right. This is the Gumbo Show. I'm Feynman Roberts, joined as always as I am by my co-hosts of terror, Brent Barksdale, North Texas, and Dave Huguenel in Northern Virginia. We are the Northern Virginia. I said Northern Virginia, didn't you? You're in North Georgia. So close. Golly. So I'm so autopilot sometimes. Uh, so we are, of course, the Kim Mulkey, the uh, Brian Kelly, and the Jay Johnson of Gumbo Talk. Ladies and gentlemen, how's it going, fellas? Yeah, Dave, how's it? Great. Virginia. I'm doing great in northern Georgia. Well, y'all, <laughs> I'm, I'm just, moving, I'm, Dave. Stop moving. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to send you a pin every time we start the podcast, just to remind you. <laughs> I'd just like to emphasize that both of you live in the northern parts of your states, you, flood, you bloody Yankees. Yeah. You know. I mean, you live on the North Shore, so shush. Oh. 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 Uh, okay, that's fair. I can't really, I have no comeback to that. That is, uh, that is an accurate statement. Uh, I could tell you, though, even though the word North is in the name North Shore, I actually live inside an absolute blast furnace that is South Louisiana right now. It's way too hot for gumbo. It's way too hot to even think about making or eating gumbo. Says Yet, the guy who made me gumbo a week ago. Yes. Let's talk about it. You guys, what's happening? We've been on hiatus for a while. Yep. What do you guys have to update us with in terms well, of gumbo? Dave has been traveling a lot with family stuff, but he also made gumbo. He made time to make gumbo. Where did I did make gumbo? Was and it I'll chicken and sausage? Uh, it was chicken and sausage and a little bit more. Um, what does that mean? Well, yeah, right. <laughs> what does that mean? Chicken Squirrel? and sausage and a little bit, a little yeah. bit more. I uh, I found some possum I threw. He in goes there. to Georgia and he's like cooking up nutrients. Yeah, right. I mean, a roadkill. So, so I think I actually mentioned that I was going to try this place out on the last podcast that we did, but there's a, a butcher about 40 minutes from where I live yeah. that uh, is that was started by a Cajun chef. Uh, it's called uh, Finley's Butcher in Cartersville, Georgia. Yeah. So I've, I've actually gone there a few times now, but the last combo I made, I got uh, all of my protein except for the chicken there. I got you know fresh andouille sausage that they make themselves, uh, a regular andouille. But you you guys know I always do two different types of sausages in my gumbo. The other sausage I got that I had to try is they had a venison andouille sausage uh, that they were selling at the butcher, which I was very intrigued by. Yeah. So I need to give this a shot. Um, and uh, and my theory on that was venison's a little leaner than than pork, so not as oily, not as much fat, but a lot of flavor. So I was, I was, I'm going to give this a shot. The the the. Uh, the other stuff is they also sell Tasso there, which was a huge game changer for me that I'm not having to ship Tasso from, from Louisiana. So Tasso, venison andouille, regular andouille, all, all made, cured at, at this butcher uh, 40 minutes from my house, put it together. And man, I, I will tell you, uh, it hit the spot. It hit the spot. I'm not sure if I'll do the venison again. That was my um, question. 
What'd you do the venison again? Did you like it? It was, it was good. Um, it, it was, uh, I don't think it added anything to, to the party. It was a different texture than the pork. Like I could tell if I had a piece of venison sausage as opposed to andouille. And it tasted, you know, it all tasted great, right? But I just, I don't feel like, because it's the same seasoning as the other andouille, I didn't feel like I was getting anything new. Uh, as opposed to how I usually do it, which is like a smoked sausage or a green onion sausage with the andouille. So that way, I was like, in that sense, I was like, eh, I probably won't do that again. But But I'm glad I tried it. Well, there you go. Finley, yeah, so said, this I'm going Finley, to Finley. Said, obviously, uh, uh, I mean, a well recognized Cajun name that is. So, uh, I'm pretty interested. They had they had a pretty it sounds like they had a pretty good selection, they had an amazing selection. So, I mean, they've got basically a, a wall of all their different types of sausages. You know, I, I, I could meat. probably go there, go there for the rest of my life and not try every variety that they have. There's just so many different ones there. They also had uh, booty in there that they make themselves, which was great. I've gotten that twice now. Cannot leave there without getting some booty in. Uh, then they've also got, you know, the kind of like, I would say standard butcher section, right? You've got all of your, all of your different beefs. I've gotten a couple, I've gotten some steaks from there before that were just absolutely amazing. Game Didn't changers. you just cook steak uh, this week? I did. That's, that's where I got the steak from. You from, sent me the uh, before picture and that's going to be my request. I'd like a, picture of the wall of meat the wall of sausage please next time you go uh and anytime that. you guys are cooking any before and after photos that's all i ask i don't ask for much all right, all right. I, I, see, I, I know I, this I is uh this is a oh, go ahead i was just gonna say i know this is a gumbo focused show but at some point we need to have the boudin discussion i have oh can i talk about the boudin balls that i just took about i don't know i had a dozen <laughs> half a dozen at the um uh, Mike Strain, the uh, agriculture commissioner of Louisiana, uh, was buttering up the press that Tuesday at the qualifying down at the archives building. There was candidate qualifying. I just happened to be there. And there was a big tub with a sticker on it. Mike Strain for agriculture commissioner, courtesy of Mike Strain. So he's got stickers on all the gas state, all gas pumps across the state. And I guess anytime he does anything, he's got to put a sticker on it. But God bless him. Uh, I had a you know twelve gumbo balls courtesy of the agriculture commissioner of Louisiana. So gumbo, gumbo balls or boudin balls? They were just boudin balls. Did you say gumbo balls? You said gumbo you balls. said gumbo balls. Oh, okay. I said I meant boudin balls. When I see Dave, gumbo balls just come to my brain. I mean, yeah. he's the famous gumbo ball inventor. Yeah, but boudin I... balls, beautiful, beautiful, just uh, round, perfect boudin balls. I devoured them. On Tuesday, God, I'm trying so hard not to make a sixth grade joke, but I, I, uh, by the way, Mike Strain reelected without opposition. Yeah, figured so, that. Um, I actually also spoke to him today in an unrelated matter. He did not offer me a, a boudin ball. Yeah. Uh, I want to have the boudin discussion because I had boudin balls twice within the last week, um, both times in uh, Crot Springs. Yes, which uh, many of you, you may go. know, drive through there. I went to Karchner's and um and and was- uh billy's on the other side of the road right on two legs of my trip and they were uh their boudin balls were all great um but i'm just not a huge fan of the boudin ball yeah i had boudin i just think there's like better that. ways yeah what? i had links earlier in the week i had or last week late last week i had links from uh crotch spring i don't know where he got them but lionel brought me some mm. it was very good yeah look i i think of the boudin ball as a little bit of a novelty, 
It's kind of a, it's mm-hmm. almost like a you know it's it's a, it's an impulse buy, right? You see it at the end cap, right? And you're like, yeah, I'm interested. I got it. You know, right with my chewies. Yeah, boudin and sausage, like that's like that. That's the standard. Now the question is, how do you eat your boudin? Do you cut it open, put it on a cracker? Do you just like bite into it? How do well, you? I mean, that's that's right. That's like the classic way, right? And and a boudin ball is just really a way to make the boudin more easily transportable from the plate to your mouth. And well, I like to juggle, so it helps that they're in balls. But here's the thing. I have no self-respect. I don't need it to be in ball form. If it's not <laughs> on the cracker or if I run out of crackers, I'm 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 going in there with don't you just squeeze I'm, it? I just squeeze it in my mouth. Like I just when it's a link, when it's a yeah, you like, like like roll roll the in like toothpaste and just kind yeah, of totally like a toothpaste. Shoot it in there. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so I I we I could uh, do a whole podcast on Boudin. Why don't we just do that? We're doing I, will tell you, I, think, I think we kind of are. Right. Yeah, that's I, what we're doing I right really, now, Feynman. Yeah, yeah. I, I got it. I, you know, I just, I know we're, we're, uh, Boudin is another Louisiana delicious, Louisiana rice centered sort of or rice adjacent uh, snack, which I, I love Boudin, but I'm just not crazy about the Boudin balls. We'll tell you, I had a couple of uh, sacks of chicken crackling and, and that'll make you see Jesus right there. That's, oh, yeah. That's pretty delicious. Yeah. Where'd you have uh, those? Same place? Both, same two places. Yeah. Yeah. I had my first chicken, crackling, had chicken about a month crackling before. Yeah, I had my first one about a month ago in Baton Rouge. There's a really cool spot that has crackling and boudin. I can't. It's remember. It's just that. I think I a lot of places it. you go in now, if you see crackling, they also have chicken crackling. It's just fried chicken skin. Some of them are a little bigger, closer to like a small nugget. But I uh, I got a half pound bag at Karchner's and told myself. All right, well, I'll have some to take home to my kids. Man, shoot, I didn't even get over the spillway before that thing was all the way gone. <laughs> I was digging around in the bottom of the bag with my hand, like, wait, it came. I was like, God, if I turn around, that'll just add another, what, 40 minutes to my trip? Might be worth it. Anyway, yep. they were delicious. Okay. Well, uh, can we segue anyway, off of uh, yeah. Dan? And then I'm going to tell you. Did you, I, Dave, I did you into? microwave your roux? You oh, still well. microwave in the roux? Better have. I did microwave the roux on this one. Um, I might, you know, just mainly because you guys give me such a hard time. I feel like I do need to go ahead and just make a traditional roux to show you that, like, I have the chops. I'm just lazy. Mm. Oh, wait, wait, wait. You know who does Feynman's roux for him? His kids, right? Yes. His son, Aaron, right? Yep. Yeah. So, uh, in fact, when I came over, the first question I asked when I walked in the door when I saw Aaron, first I saw his famous seven foot twelve son Austin leave to go to work. I'm like, who is this monster walking to his car? <laughs> anyway, I'm like Aaron, child. did you did you did you stir the roof? He's like, yes, sir. I'm like, all right, then it's gonna be good. So, and it was, it was good, Feynman. Good job. Yeah, thanks. It was all right. It was, you know, it was, it was thick. All right. It was thick, huh? For- it was. It was thick. And when we reheated it, I probably should have added some more stock to it. But yeah, I mean, you know, I'm so good. It, it was it was free and you, it was against your will because, you know, you don't make summer gumbos. You're against it was that. so hot. But I, 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 I am against that. But I will tell you, did not stop me from killing two bowls, at least two bowls of gumbo every day till it was gone. Right. So. Yeah. Only I was on a diet. So I only had two bowls when I was at your house. But uh, it was all I thought it was great. So. Talk talk about your gumbo odyssey, Brent. You you had a you made a tour through South Louisiana, as you mentioned earlier, working. Yeah. What so, what uh what other gumbos did you eat? I've had a ton of gumbo in the last several weeks. And I'm only gonna, and I think I'm gonna save the one 
one of them in Texas for the next episode. Um, but while I was in Louisiana, I saw our good friend Lori and Richard Hurst. Now, I mostly saw Lori. Uh, eventually, she beckoned uh, Richard out of the kitchen and he said hello. He was busy actually, you know, cooking and doing all that. But uh, at, at Poor Boys Riverside Inn in Broussard, Louisiana, which is right outside of Lafayette, I saw uh, Lori Hurst. And uh, our good friend Jonathan Perry met me for dinner, and that was good to catch up with him. Uh, he had a salad, bless his heart. He's training for, I think, like a 50-mile marathon or something. Uh, but the bad news is he had he had an injury that day, so he came limping into the restaurant and limping out. Um, so I don't know if he's going to make his race. I hope he does. Turns out Lori also had an injury, so she was limping into the restaurant. So they go and they both work out heavily and they're very healthy people. But I I don't do that. Dave doesn't do that. Feynman, don't you do work out, but I'm not injured. So maybe I'm going the safe route in life by not working <laughs> out all the time. Uh, but anyway, it was great to see Lori. She uh she sat with us and she was talking so long that Richard uh, brought her out a dozen oysters to eat because he just figured she was eating with us and she was, but it, so that was kind of funny. She made a special trip just to come see us. So we appreciated that. Uh, the place was packed. Um, it was like a Thursday night. Jonathan was like 20 minutes early and he said, look, already, I'm already just going to get a table because I'm about, to, it's almost packed. There's almost no tables left. And this was on a Thursday at like six. Anyway, so she's doing great business, but it was good to see her. The food was amazing. Uh, she made me eat dessert. I didn't want to, but it was a, a sweet potato beignet, which was incredible. Uh, and then the best part is when you walk out of a restaurant, I don't know if you saw the video, but there's seven raccoons waiting for you and you, and you feed them whatever you have. I don't know what that was, of, but she brought some cherries out and we fed the raccoons. So that was kind of fun. Well, but, but tell, tell everyone the best part of that story. You, you fed the raccoons, but there's like a, there's a little bit of spice to that story that you're not sharing yet. Which one? The Jonathan Perry who's scared, deathly afraid of them? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he was running. He does not like those things. He's like, they're little people. What is going on? And one I mean, one so, started to attack and, him. And, He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And it's not that like, you know, people should like see like wild raccoons and then you go try to pet them. Like that's not like that's not a smart idea. But I've never met someone that's deathly afraid of raccoons. Well, so one I did to... chase Lori around the restaurant, she said, like outside. Like aggressively or like yes, something? she was running from it around and the husband's like, What are you doing? He's like, They're chasing she said, They're chasing me. Anyway, that was fun. It, I mean, you had you were there with two friends of the show, Lori Hurst That's true. and Jonathan they were both Perry, guests. who uh long time, you know, some of our early guests who we we just love to see out in out in the wild. And uh it's great, yeah. great to see you. That's so awesome. I had a uh, I had a cup of seafood and then a bowl of chicken and sausage. And then um, she forced me to have dessert. Uh, wasn't I didn't want to, but she made me. And it was probably one of the best things I've ever tasted in my life. I mean, a, a sweet potato beignet, but it was like had just the right amount of crisp on it. And the, of course, the the sauce was. I mean, it was great. Powdered sugar, man, it was it was good stuff. So I guess they they know what they're doing over there at that restaurant. Apparently, that's why it was so packed. Has anyone tried yeah. eating the raccoon's gumbo? Do we know? Probably messy. Is that like an unethical thing to do? Like you know how like it's like bad to like feed like chicken like chicken nuggets or chocolate like, dogs. Just do that. Yeah. Is it the same thing with raccoons and gumbo, or is that okay? Like, am I gonna like upset Peta by? I mean, I don't know, Dave. You're the one in Georgia. Have you put raccoon in your gumbo and your chicken and sausage plus a little extra gumbo? I mean, I have to imagine someone's put raccoon in their gumbo. I haven't. Uh, I mean, 
to my knowledge, I didn't go that far back and like into Finley's butchers, but I'd be surprised if they sold if they sold raccoon. Uh, I don't know. I would I would not be surprised if somewhere in Louisiana I find a store selling raccoon crackling here for too long. I, yeah. I, I mean, on one hand, I just I feel like it's unethical for a raccoon to eat gumbo, but I can't explain why. That seems wrong. <laughs> no, raccoon, yeah. Well, I mean, it's right? the old thing that no one in a bandit's mask is allowed to eat gumbo. That's just like that's like a rule that everyone knows. Okay. No, I have I mean, no idea why a why a raccoon would not be able to eat gumbo. Well, well, I'm saying it feels, it feels it. it feels wrong to give them gumbo. Like, How would you well, it's a waste them? of gumbo. I guess they just eat it like a dog in a bowl. I don't know. No, they it's had their just... hand. They were literally on. They were standing up on two legs with their hands out. Like these were like people. That right. Jonathan was right. They looked like little people, and they were not. They were just shameless. They were just wanting whatever you had. So right. it was kind of fun, actually. Don't. I don't know. Uh... I need to talk to a lawyer. I need, I need I mean, to, I to figure out like raccoon law. Figure out what's <laughs> raccoon. Well, you're not going to get that in Louisiana because we're on the Napoleonic Code and we don't even have a section in raccoon law like the English common law. No, maybe maybe Napoleon wrote about raccoons. I don't know. Maybe so. Who knows? Oh, shout out. I, I do need to do a, a shout out. So Jonathan Perry on August 26th in Lafayette has his comedy show. And if according to his Facebook uh, it's at a theater in Lafayette. There's only 10 tickets left. I just looked at his Facebook an hour ago, and it holds a couple hundred people. So uh, Jonathan's doing well. He's going to sell it out, it looks like. He's pretty excited about it. He's got two more weeks to sell it out. So uh, Jonathan Perry, the Cajun comedian, is doing a show on August 26th in Lafayette. If, if the out. raccoons will take anything, if you give them a ticket to a comedy show, do you think they go to it? <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> you think I'm just trying to imagine, like, 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 like Jonathan Perry, like, doing his set, and he sees like a like a table, like a like a round top with like five <laughs> raccoons sitting there, <laughs> their hands out waiting. All, their hands would all be with out. bowls of gumbo that they've ordered. Right. right. Yeah. Uh, Funny. <laughs> well, this this show definitely took a left turn. Uh, yeah. Look, I, that, love, is... I love how it gets dark now and fame, and you look like you're in a. Um... I know basement playing video games. <laughs> I am. I am in a basement. Well, yeah. I, no, I'm not because we don't have basements, but I could no. be. Uh, do you, so is that the extent of your gumbo odyssey there, Brent? Uh, I went to Southside and Slidell last week and had All right. uh, I had the Irish Channel. One side chicken and sausage, one side uh, seafood. That's the potato salad down the middle is really good. So, I mean, that's, that's, just, you got to go when you go there, that's what you have to order. You can't order anything else or you're just wasting your time. I have one question about the, uh, about the Irish channel, which I love. I've had it before. It's great. If you were to give the Irish channel to a raccoon, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which, which one do you think they eat first? I mean, well, is it, is it the was with... a raccoon potato salad? The guy yeah, that I was with for sure. Because I mixed think his gumbos. To be he mixed his the guy that I was with mixed his gumbos. He broke the Irish channel. And I've never done that. Would you do so that? There was, a, there was a levy break. A levy break. The potato yeah. salad. But they're the two Irish different ruse. I mean, it's a two different gumbos. Like it's legit separate gumbos, unlike mm -hmm. some restaurants who use the same base. Um, yeah, he said it was fine. He said it was good by mixing. Guess I can see it. It's not how I like to do it. No, nope. I mean, to me that to me that seems like chaos. But, yeah, I kept it separate for sure. You know, um like the Joker in the Dark Knight, like he would probably break the Irish Channel. Yeah. Like that's not good. Yes, and I had gumbo at um, Bistro Byron's in Baton Rouge as well. 
I had gumbo somewhere else. I was all over the state that last three weeks. I had a bunch of gumbo. Uh, and then for our next episode, I'll talk about my my Texas gumbo adventure that I had. I've had a lot of gumbo and boudin, by the way, famine in the last three or four weeks. Well, that sounds great. Well, uh, unless you guys have anything else, I think we can just go ahead and wrap up this yeah. episode. Also, a reminder, go listen to Feynman's new podcast. Yep, that's right. Go listen to the our other affiliated podcast, Betrayal on the Bayou, currently number four on Apple's show chart. Um, and as always, hit us up on our social medias on Facebook. Just look us up, The Gumbo Show. We're on Twitter, at Gumbo Show. And on Instagram, at Doug Gumbo Show. That's at D-A gumbo show and until next time may your ruse be dark and your bowls be full